Hey, 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 it's Kate again. Today is day four of the Breakthrough Challenge 2022 with Tony Robbins. Today he was joined by his wife, Sage, but she actually joined him like after almost two hours. So let me get there from the beginning first. Actually, today was mostly about other people's experiences, their own personal experiences, and just sharing different stories about personal relationships. Because uh, Tony says that if we have an un unfulfilling personal relationship, a marriage or a partnership or whatever is it, uh, we might never feel happy or good enough even though we might be earning enough money and having businesses and having everything else in our lives set on solid feet on solid ground so they shared many different stories and um, i'm gonna guide you through that through my notes and later i will tell you how i feel about this day uh, and this topic so one of the first things Tony said was that the biggest mistake in a relationship is having expectations of how it's supposed to happen and expecting to get something from the relationship. He says that we are supposed to step into a relationship when we are ready to give, not with the expectation of receiving. But I wonder, are we possible to do that, especially if we consider our age? Because we can't know everything there is to know ever, let alone if we are young and maybe coming from a dysfunctional family or maybe we didn't have a family at all. And then how can we have the knowledge and um, the tools to anticipate and just do stuff and think about stuff before we go into a relationship? Actually, relationships are passionate and they come from a totally different perspective for me from my experience and the people I know in my life I don't even know right now in my age like today I don't even know one couple that did this that Tony mentioned I don't even know one couple that said oh I'm gonna enter in a relationship because I want to give and not receive anything it's like very fairy tale like I'm not sure this is my personal opinion so it might vary Anyways, I told you what Tony said, so you guys can think about it and find your own truth in it. After identifying that biggest mistake, that we are not going into a relationship to get something, we are going to give something, Tony said he's giving us an advice. A relationship is not a place to go and get things, it's a place to go and give things. The quality of our life is connected to the quality of our relationship. Then we did an exercise we were trying, we were supposed to go back to our most loving or most sexy or most exciting moment in a relationship with anybody in our life. Like either is it a current relationship or a previous relationship or even imaginary relationship. So I could see people's faces on the screens and seems like some of them were really picking up on that and really enjoying and really they were maybe really able to do what Tony was instructing them to do. But for me, it didn't kind of work. Um, 
of course, I had past relationship and I'm married now. And uh, I had many different experiences in my personal life. And my husband also had different experiences. And our friends and family had different experiences. And just listening through this guidance, through that exercise, it was like, you know, I, I was trying, but I couldn't, I couldn't get into it. I, I, I was not buying it, you know, it, it was not my cup of tea. But let me try and um, remember how did this exercise look like. So maybe you guys want to try it by yourselves. So basically, we were to stand up from our chairs, we were to close our eyes, we were to listen to Tony's voice. He would tell us to go deeper in our memory and remember a very loving or sexy or exciting moment or any other high energy, high emotional moment from any of our relationships in the past or now in the present. He said like maybe it happened before this uh, <laughs> seminar was online, like five minutes before. So you go back to that feeling, try to go back to that feeling and then still keep your eyes closed and put your hands on your heart and then you're supposed to feel your heartbeat but actually uh, where I live is of course winter now and it's very cold so I don't feel anything <laughs> even if I'm holding my hands over my heart I have many layers of clothes so this is why <laughs> then he wanted us to spend some time in that emotion remember the emotion remember the situation Breathe in, breathe out, make a sound, make uh, an emotional sound or a sexy sound or whatever sound was supposed to connect to that emotion from before. And for me, that really wasn't working, you know. Mm, I have huge respect for Tony and his huge career and everything he, you know, he stands for. But this exercise and maybe this subject is not very... You know, I can't relate that much. Maybe I'm too realistic or maybe I've been through so many different uh, situations in my life, not just the personal and emotional, but just with my family and my friends and moving from here to there and uh, so many things. So when I'm in this kind of position to do something like that, I feel kind of it's unnecessary. It's not real. Like it's a, I don't know, like I said, it's, you know, like I'm listening to a fairy tale. I don't know. Uh, after we finished that exercise, we were asked to think about what would we give up or be willing to do to feel that feeling, that special feeling all the time. Tony did say it's impossible to feel it all the time, but like um, almost daily or, you know, throughout the week or whatnot. Um, I also think this is kind of also impossible because... Can you imagine if you went back to a feeling from 20 years ago and it was like a high school crush or something and now you have uh, your partner, maybe your kids, maybe your business, maybe your, you know, totally different life and you're an adult, you're a grown up and then you need to think about what would you be giving up to feel the same like you did when you were 17 or 19 or 20. It's like, you know, I don't know. I, I, I really, really, I can't, I can't. I can't go through it. I did listen through the whole seminar and I took notes and everything, but, you know, it wasn't my cup of tea, really. I already mentioned that. So actually, he believes that everybody who has some issues in the relationship and not just the issues. Um, after the whole seminar, I had a feeling that he believes that everybody have something they need to fix. So none of us are kind of 
good enough as we are and we need to look inside ourselves and identify what's wrong. This is the feeling I got after I finished the seminar today. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but this is just my feeling. So he was asking us, can we give up on our fear of not being good enough? I never had that fear. For example, if I'm talking about myself, then uh, what's a new belief to replace the old negative belief? So if a person thinks they're not good enough, they just need to magically decide they are they are good enough, you know, and then that's going to make their relationship better. Mm, okay. And um, maybe there is some fear of being hurt or getting rejected. So um, basically, I think he wants to connect this, this piece of um, content with the first day when we were talking about changing the state, changing the story, and then changing the life. So seems like we need to uh, disassemble ourselves into pieces and find what's wrong and then fix it. But what if we don't feel anything is wrong? And then some people in the Facebook group mention something similar and then the others kind of attack them in the comment section. So it seems like we all have to have something that is wrong because if we don't have, then actually seems like that is not true. It's just we don't see it. So we need somebody's help to see what's wrong with us. I don't know. I don't buy it. He asked the people to type in the chat box what's gotten in the way uh, for them in the past in their relationships. So also what can they do to bring more to their relationship? And some of them, they typed something like accept myself accept my husband or a wife or a partner as they are, letting go of self-blame. It's okay to be me. It's okay for them to be them and I'm worthy. But then this kind of answers actually kind of collide with what he's trying to let us do is identify something we need to, you know, bring extra, like a step up with something. So if I'm worthy already, and if I'm supposed to, if it's okay to be me and it's okay for them to be them, then why I need to find something wrong and try to just push through and bring more into the relationship? I don't know if you can follow what I'm trying to say. Uh, hopefully you can. But for me, kind of went colliding um, a piece after a piece. Uh, later, he introduced... He actually played, they played a video from some of his seminars and uh, there were a husband and a wife in front of so many people. He was talking to them like a marriage counselor. It really was weird for me. That's really not what I can learn from. Um, it really isn't. And uh, it made me, f made me feel like I'm wasting my, my time watching this content today. But I still prevailed <laughs> I made it to the end he says if we identify limiting emotions let them go and embrace new emotions we can have a more fulfilling relationship if we identify limiting emotions what would that be a fear of being hurt okay a fear of being rejected okay whatever that can be it's not so easy just to let it go if people can let it go they would do it already they wouldn't need anybody's seminar or anybody's guidance like okay you let it go and then continue with a positive attitude you know like 
it's not so simple. People need, some people really have low self-esteem and they really, really need um, time and uh, help and support either from their partner or from somebody else. They need a, they need a lot of support to overcome this kind of uh, feelings about themselves. It's not just like snap snap of the fingers and then it's gone and now we are more positive mm, feels like it would be it, w- it would be like fake fake it till you make it you know okay then there was an interesting part for me that was even really even funny I enjoyed that part he was talking about the law of familiarity when we get too close to someone or something the brain puts us on autopilot and our energy gets lower and lower I saw this so many times actually I've seen it more with stuff than I saw it with people but also applies to people you know when you want to buy something you really like um, is it a guitar in my husband's case (laughs) is it something else in my case and then you want it for so bad and so long and then you finally go and get it many people lose the interest the very same day it's like oh I finally got it after six months and then you come home and then then you play with that for a while and then you you just leave it and forget about it many people have this this happening to them and it's kind of you know normal it's nothing special I think it's nothing special it's nothing unseen right Uh, luckily for us personally we tend not to do this kind of stuff we don't buy many things because we just buy what we really need and what we really want we are not those kind of people that buy stuff just to impress themselves and everybody else that is also okay if you can afford it go for it it's your your money, your life, your feeling. So just go for that. Then if we apply it to people, that would mean, for example, you like somebody very much and you plan how to attract that person. Uh, you plan how to approach them, how to represent yourself in the best light so they would like you too. And then it finally happens after a while. Then you go to a first date. It's great. Then you go to a second date. Then you start hanging out more and more. Then you go into a relationship. And then after a while, you become comfortable with each other. And everybody lets their guards down. And then it's like the small things in the relationship. Uh, No need to, you know, put your best self out there because you already seen your best self. Uh, in each other and then you can go out together just wearing sweats or whatever you know you don't go and make an effort to put on makeup or whatever you did before and this is the point he wants to make like with time just the the energy gets lower and lower and then you know lingers in some lower level Um, there is a big difference who you were at the beginning of the relationship and in that specific moment but I also have I also feel this is also normal because it's very different when you are just dating and you live in separate houses and um, both of you have your own your own time you have other things to do and you just see each other during the you know together time right uh Is it going to the cinema? Is it going to a restaurant for a dinner or grab a coffee together? But then you split up, you go back to your home, the person goes back to their home and you have other stuff to do. But when you commit to a relationship and you live together, 
there is a huge change. You can't just wake up with the makeup on. You can't just wake up uh, trimmed and showered and everything is perfect. You know, it's impossible. How can that be possible? Then you're going to have a bad dream. You're going to scream in the middle of the night and then you're going to wake up the partner. And then what should they do? You know, it's like, it's totally out of this world it's like we are talking about a fairy tale really about some something totally unrealistic like people having a relationship but it's programmed and uh, like you have mm, different types of you know like how these big celebrities they have some of them they have big houses and uh, everything taken care of with the nannies and the personal chefs and the personal trainers uh, fitness trainers and everything I have a feeling like we are talking about this kind of people who have their own careers and then they just meet for dinner and that's it. But if you are spending uh, day in, day out with your partner and especially if you have a joint business or you work in the same company and you spend a lot of time together throughout the day, it's not possible. Really, I don't believe it. I don't buy it. It's not possible to be your personal very best and perfect every time. You know, it's exhausting. I think nobody would want that. Then he continues to say that 95% of success in a relationship is selection. Who you select in yourself to bring in the relationship? Do you select to bring an angry person inside yourself or a loving one? Remember from the first day we were talking about that great stuff like the warrior, the magician, the king, the queen or the lover. So which one do you bring to the relationship? It depends. The, the relationship depends on that. It's too much programming before coming just you know coming into a relationship and before deciding you want to be with somebody into in a relationship for me this is like too much programming I need to think who I'm gonna be when I'm with that person I personally wouldn't like to think about if my husband does the same if he's just bringing another a special person of himself to be in front of me you know I really don't like this kind of an idea. But uh, Tony goes on to say that if your relationship ends, you learn from it and learn about yourself, not about the person your relationship was with. Mm, okay, leave it like that. I believe I can talk about this until tomorrow, so <laughs> I'm not going to waste everybody's time here. Um, so again, he says we need to select the best version of ourselves to invest in the relationship and make the relationship work he says it's very easy to quit and um, so just try not to quit and try to dedicate your time to make it work okay um, things in common make relationship work and the differences bring passion uh, especially the differences in energy okay every human has two different energies, masculine and feminine. Not every man is dominantly masculine and not every woman is dominantly feminine. You need to align with your core energy. That's all that Tony says. Masculine energy is going towards a goal and staying focused. Uh, masculine energy grows by challenge. Then he gave an example. You know, I've been saying that since forever, that when, you know, the first people, when the first people stood up and decided to be humans, <laughs> uh, what did we do? The men went out 
to hunt and to fight for territory. And the women stayed back in the villages and uh, took care of the community and, of course, give birth, gave birth and, of course, fed everybody. So uh, this is when it became interesting for me, not the previous one. I was mistaken. Um, so he wants to describe these two different points of view. And then he says that uh, feminine energy is explosively powerful and it's like a storm it can uh, it's uh, described by women who can really easily change the topics switch topics and talk about so many things and multitask while the guys are usually focused on one aim one goal so he was explaining like uh, you used to have hunters they would take their spears and they didn't know what's gonna happen but they knew they had to go and hunt and they went there and they did and that's it but women had to do so many other things like take care of the community and uh, go pick berries and um, whatever else needed to be done and then they would spend more time together they would take care of the kids together so they would talk more but the hunters would go there to hunt and uh, they even if they speak to each other they would have to still stay focused and look uh, look uh, forward and uh, be aware of their surroundings and wait for an animal to show up or something like that. Anyways, Tony says that men tend to keep, actually make problems look smaller. If they can solve them, solve them, they will. If they can't solve them, they will forget about them. But women look at the problems as a way to connect and share what's going on. And I am aware of this. I also do that sometimes. Because women might need more details. For example, uh, your partner comes home and you ask, how was at the party? And then he will say, it was okay. But for women, that's impossible. We want more details. We're going to ask, who was there? Um, I don't know. What did you guys do there? How was it? Even some women will go describing, ah, that person was wearing this and they came with this guy and then that guy was looking at this guy and then what, 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 you know, like giving so many details and observing the whole situation in the room. While the guys, they are there for the party, they will go have a drink, eat something, maybe talk to somebody and go home. Um, it's maybe a way to oversimplify stuff, but yeah, it happens. There is some um, familiarity in that, that ten women tend to really enjoy more detailed conversations than guys. Tony says women would want the men to stop, think, and feel, share the details with them. But for men, problems are like nuclear waste. They want to destroy them and prove themselves. He continued to say something that was very, very funny, but maybe you would have to see it. He said, uh, please, ladies, don't perceive men as just hairy women <laughs> that needs coaching. <laughs> That was just funny. Then he gave an example that went like this. For example, there is a lady, imagine any lady, and she has a friend and the friend goes to her and says, oh, listen, I think that blouse that you're wearing is not going good with your complexion. It doesn't look very good on you. Or maybe it's the lipstick color. Maybe you should, you know, think about making a change. Maybe something else would fit you better. Then... It happens again. After a while, it's the same blouse or the same lipstick and the comments from the same friend are similar. Then eventually, the lady in question will be very 
reluctant to wear that blouse anymore and she will also probably stop wearing the lipstick next time when she reaches for it. So he went on to say, uh, to point out the difference. If there, there are two guys and the guy is wearing a black polo shirt and another guy his friend goes there and he tells him, you wearing that same black shirt again? Uh, he said the guy in the black shirt would go up to the friend's face and said, why do you freaking care what I'm wearing? I'm going to wear the same shirt over and over again if I like it or something like this. So seems like the point of that was to emphasize how women are more uh, self-doubtful, how they will uh, more easily... Mm, feel uncomfortable than guys do how they care more about what people other people think of them uh and how other people perceive them i think i guess that was the point of the example i'm not sure if i'm if i'm right then he said that most men usually think women are beautiful creatures over emotional multitasking creatures and they are talking too much but that's not true we are just different species um, yeah, we for sure are different species, but I'm not even sure how many men in the whole world really think women are beautiful creatures, over-emotional, multitasking creatures, and talking too much. I'm really not sure, because there are so many things that happen daily all over the world, and mm, maybe... It's different because I'm not from USA. I don't live in USA. And uh, maybe this works on USA people. Maybe for USA people, this is a normal um, way of thinking. I don't know. But actually, uh, in this online event, Tony has like 800,000 people around the world. Um, while just being focused on kind of USA style of life and um, giving prizes to USA guys and inviting on screen the USA people. So I think it's very different um, in all the other countries. If you ask people from other countries what they think of men and you make a survey and uh, Mm, you just get the results and you also make another survey about what they think about women, I guess there would be significantly different answers than what you might get uh, from these things that Tony said today. Not to mention that in many countries, people have difficulties in surviving day to day. And uh, they also have this kind of difficulties in USA too. But seems like the audience for this talk today were not this kind of people. Um, so I believe there are many people in relationship all over relationships all over the world. They don't have time to think about if I'm giving this part of myself or I'm improving that part of myself or if something is wrong, what am I also doing wrong? You know, it's like this is where it makes me feel like it's not realistic maybe it is realistic for that country but maybe for other countries and other cultures it doesn't apply and then this is another part that i didn't relate to he said if somebody is unsure about their own relationship they can do something like this commit for 60 days 60 days is a long time 
in my opinion. Commit for 60 days to give everything to your partner. Don't think about yourself. Completely be completely unselfish. M meet every need they have, every single need every day. After 60 days, you'll both see if the other side can do the same and save the relationship. I think this is impossible to do especially if you have a job nine to five or even worse if your shifts are longer, if you have financial problems, if you have one, two or three kids, if some of those kids are teenagers with their own problems, if you have uh, sick family members, if you have no family members at all, if you have friends who might be in some trouble or some personal a problem of their own and they expect some support from you. If your kids dealing with some issues at school or some bullying or who knows what, I think this is impossible. 60 days is a long, long time, especially if you are already uncertain of your relationship. Why? Well, because if you're uncertain already, that means you're one step from quitting it, right? And then you need to somewhat torture yourself for another 60 days just so you can get what? You know, um, there is no measurable table of content that you need to go uh, go through and then you will get a prize if you finish the 60 days you know there is no point of torturing yourself addition for additional 60 days if you are already on the verge of quitting the relationship there's nothing wrong in quitting a relationship that is not working um, yeah for sure people can try and fix it and probably they did try already and they still found themselves on the verge of collapsing so it's fine that's okay let it collapse and continue your own separate lives staying friends or not just continue with your life maybe find another relationship next time and um, a person that was maybe bad for me was an amazing partner for somebody else and if I was not a good partner for somebody before now I'm an I'm an amazing partner for my husband so it's okay it's okay there can be a misjudgment in the beginning when we stepped into the relationship maybe there was a misjudgment misjudgment we thought we are okay for each other and then after a while we saw we aren't so we just gave up it's fine <laughs> no need to this is my opinion, no need to invest more time trying to save something and then, you know, l most likely it will still not be saved or it will be saved for a while in a fake way because that was what I saw between those two people in a video that Tony played today, that Tony's people played today for us from that, some seminar of his. Uh, it looked really uncomfortable between them and uh, first the the wife was talking and then Tony had his own remarks and it sounded like sounded a little bit like she was to blame for stuff and then he introduced the husband and then the husband was like so loving and um, trying to show his love for her and she was still uh, on a distance from him so you know it's not easy and it's maybe not necessary if it ends it ended continue go you know move forward i have just a few more notes 
One of them is that judgment and expectations are killing relationships. People want to shape each other into something else, but that can't be forced. That is like if you have a partner and you want them to become something else or they want you to become something else. So you push each other and then actually you depolarize. This is a word Tony is using. Depolarization means loss of attraction. It can happen for various reasons, but he mostly mentioned judgment, expectation, criticism, some other things like uh, feeling unseen and so on. And then at some point, uh, Sage joined the, the stage and really she had some special vibe. She started talking about Rico, uh, that guy from this past few days who was uh, who is from Chicago. He used to be a gang member and uh, he is turning his life around. He wants to serve people. That is amazing. I saw his uh, live live video in the Facebook group, the guys really mm, trying to be or shifting to be a nice human being, even though he did, he is saying he did horrible things before. And it's interesting now how usually uh, the humanity is always asking for finding a reason to judge everybody and to tell them they are a monster or what. But when everybody saw Rico's story, everybody was crying and we don't even know what he did and why he was in jail or whatnot. But uh, it's a step forward for him and it looks incredible. And I am certain he will be able to help other guys because he said he would want to be there for the guys who look like him because he is... Um, a Hispanic guy, and because of the because of uh, his history of being a gang member, he has tattoos all over his uh, body, even on his face and neck. So it's really interesting to see. Although uh, again, <laughs> seems like a fairy tale story because there is no much background. Uh, we don't even know, you know, what was his life before and uh, yeah I know everybody deserves second chances or third or 15th chances but you know it's just it is what it is then Sage was talking about him to him actually she was talking about oh Rico listen and then talking to Rico but everybody else is there I don't know it was a, a little bit weird I never saw or heard uh, anything about about Sage before I never seen her I didn't have any expectation or or whatsoever but you know Overall, she was talking about different things and they talked about some things together, about that in particular, like um, for ladies, usually they feel like they're unseen in the relationship. I can't relate, I don't know. Then uh, they talked about how usually uh, women want to control the husband's life and uh, nobody likes to be controlled. But again, I think that can't apply f for everybody. I think people are different. People like different things in their relationships. Some people uh, enjoy kind of relationships that can look very unnatural to people outside of the rela relationship. Like they can be hurtful to each other, but this is what they enjoy. Um, they can be teasing each other or competing with each other, but this is what makes them 
stay together and push forward. You know, who are we to, to judge about what people like in their personal life? It's really a sensitive subject. So today, overall, I'm going to finish now. Uh, today's seminar um, wasn't a good match with me and I noticed in the Facebook group some people felt similar or same um, also I noticed that they don't allow any external links in the Facebook group so if you create another Facebook group or you want to share your notes from the event or you want to share your Instagram account for some reason or you want to share your podcast link like I have a podcast uh, it's impossible and the post gets removed which is also another I don't want to say it, but it it seems like it's showing that it's still and always about money and fame. Because, you know, none of us can tear Tony Robbins down. Even if I'm allowed to post my um, podcast link in that group, not everybody is going to switch to my podcast and say, wow, this lady is so amazing, I'm never going to listen to Tony Robbins anymore. Of course that's not going to happen. So why? Uh don't give the people a chance to really grow from this seminar and have some chance to develop their own ideas. Of course, they will give many uh, prizes and uh, the free tickets for upcoming seminar, Tony's upcoming seminar in March. They are giving some merchandise. They are picking people every day from the live session, which is also great. But also, we are all around the world. And for me, the session starts at 3 a.m. And I really can't wake up my whole household to participate in the seminar and jump around and sing and roar and everything what Tony is asking us to do. And also, I live outside of USA, so I'm not eligible for the rewards, I guess. You know, maybe for the seminar, yeah, but for anything to be shipped to my door or anybody else's door around the, the world, I don't know, especially with COVID, you know, it's ridiculous. But anyways, um, that was not the point. The point is, today didn't sit well with me. And uh, that's fine. That doesn't say I'm not going to follow Tony Robbins anymore and read his books. Actually, yesterday I have one of his books that arrived uh, to my door. I ordered from an uh, online website. And uh, maybe tomorrow I'm receiving my Kindle device. I bought a Kindle. I want to read more books from Tony and other um, similar authors so I can learn more and develop more. And I hope everybody can learn more every day, um, evolve, learn, and um, multiply. This is what we want to do. Thank you guys so much for listening. I was hoping this is going to last uh, shorter than yesterday, but I'm almost at 40 minutes. Maybe because mostly I got pissed today <laughs> at some subjects that were that were mentioned in the seminar. So anyways, thank you for listening and talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Have a good one.